We are Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes beyond the Walking Dead universe. And today we have a special interview for you that we recorded during That's My Viewing Party, the Walking Dead series finale viewing party that was held in Covington, Georgia, thrown by Anthony Collins and Nicole Pessa, featuring William Bell, background actor on The Walking Dead, formerly of Negan's Saviors, and died a hero of the hilltop during the Whisperer War. There's a lot more to William Bell than meets the eye, as you'll hear soon enough, and he's got a lot of goods regarding his time on set and what The Walking Dead in general means to him. I'm not going to bury the lead here, so I'll let Rachel take it away. Have you heard of or ever listened to Squawking Dead? Yes, well, I mean, I've been following you guys' page for a while. Oh, awesome! Awesome! I always get a little bit nervous to ask that question. I feel like people are just going to, like, you know, say what we want to hear, but honestly, you know, I try to let everybody know about it. Sure, absolutely. We are a little bit, we're a different kind of podcast. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, we go very deep into the episodes. That's good. Yeah, so. Well, I'm hoping I'm giving enough detail that, you know, most people might not. Oh, absolutely. Some people don't think to ask or whatever because I mean I got a ton of great stories from out there so it's just yeah I, I try to you know give people some stuff and that they can... this is the meat that we love okay well know? then yeah yes. that's awesome so what do you miss the most about being on The Walking Dead oh clearly the heat oh obviously <laughs> <laughs> a number of things I really geek out on like the comics as well, so I was a huge fan of the comics. So I would read ahead, and then like when we get story time before we went out to set, I could tell if it was a recreation from the comic. Mm-hmm. I kind of became sort of like the translator from the comic to the show to tell everybody else, hey, they're doing a, a comic panel tonight. Oh, nice! And you know, people get really fired up about that. So and then just kind of seeing it once it finally airs, you know, I just kind of missed the whole process of it. So you said you read the the comic books. Did Mm -hmm. you read them even before you were on the show? I did. I actually, uh, so probably around 2005, 2006, a buddy of mine, he was like, hey, you're a horror fan, you know, there's this comic book that's out that I think you'd really dig. I was like, well, I'm not a super huge comic guy, but so he sent me an issue of it and I started reading. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah. You know, I read a couple issues, but at the time I was, you know, still in the military and pretty busy, so I just really didn't keep up with it all. And then when it finally came out, I was like, wait a minute, that's that comic that, <laughs> that my buddy sent me. So, uh, yeah, then I started, you know, just like everybody else, once you watch that first episode, you're kind of drawn in. And oh, yeah. then that made me, you know, want to go back and, like, start reading all of them. Then the compendiums came out, and that's kind of how I did my binge reading. You know, people binge Netflix while well, I was binge reading the compendium. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Do you remember the, what issue was the first one? What did you? What issue did you start with? Uh, he sent me the very first one. Oh, okay. So you started the comics right, right, right from the beginning. Yeah. Like you, um, I'd watch the show and right. and be like, oh, this is straight out of the right. books, and it would be exciting to like recognize those things. Right. So. Well, the um, and one thing that's one of the most notable things about that for me, speaking about you know recreations from the comic to the show. So when we went to Alexandria and Negan did the little pig, little pig, let me in. Thing. Yes. Okay. So for the first day, I was nothing but sightlines for Andy Lincoln. So when he's beating on the gate and you see his shadow, mm-hmm. well, then you see a big shadow next to him. That was me. Oh, nice. And, you know, when you'd see Andy, like, just sitting there listening, he kept, like, glancing over to his right. He was looking at me. <laughs> so I, I literally, I didn't see the camera the entire day. And I had just come off of 21 days of antibiotics because I caught Lyme disease out there. Oh, no. So I, I still had the sun sensitivity. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I was just, I was cooking. I was dying. So I was trying to hide for the rest of the time because I think it was like a two or a three day shoot. Later in, in the day, as we progressed the scene, one of the PAs come up and they're like, hey, big man, we need you up here. And I was like, okay. So <laughs> they pulled me up to the front. They told this other dude, hey, get to the back. <laughs> and then they, they put me in there. Then all the, the main actors fell in. 
And then I'm looking around at like where the vehicles and all that stuff were. I was like, dude, this is a comic recreation from the panel of us entering Alexandria. Uh, and I was one of the front five coming in. Oh, now, so the cool. comic character doesn't look like me, but they wanted that that presence there, I guess. And I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, so you're Daryl's prisoner escort. So motivating when he doesn't want to move. So, so being a former savior, um, how do you feel? What do you think about Negan's transformation? Well, I think he's a hell of a survivor. You know, it was necessary for him to adapt. Mm -hmm. When you watch the Here's Negan episode, he wasn't like that to start out with. That whole yeah. thing with his, you know, with his wife and stuff, that changed him. It made him a very bitter and very brutal individual. Yeah. I think had that not happened, I don't think he would have been. We would have never have been. Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion. He's done what's necessary, and he's very street smart in the apocalypse world, so... Yeah. This Negan that we're seeing now is more true to maybe his who he is. Yeah, before before he snapped. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think he's just at this point. No, he has responsibility now. Not several wives, just because he's a, you know, <laughs> right. but he has right. one. He has a baby on the way, and he's trying to get some semblance of his own humanity back. I guess. Yeah, yeah. You so, can tell he wants that redemption. Yeah, and and you can tell too that he feels bad about what he did, but nonetheless, yes. he is at least owning it, which and that's is a huge. huge thing. Accountability. Yeah, and that's he, huge. he is. He's not. He's not shying away from it. He's, yep. you know, he's giving people point value. Hey, yeah, I was. Not a good person. Yeah, you know, I, I some, know what I did. Did some things. I'm making up for it. Yeah, know? yeah. So yeah. I'm just trying to trying to you know set it right. So yeah, yeah what, it's been interesting. Is there anything else in particular that you were that you're going to always remember from set? You know, once you understand the magnitude of what it is, you know, because I'll be out there sometimes. You know, even in between takes, you know, just like staring at the moon, <laughs> looking at the trees, just feeling what the temperature is, just absorbing it all because that is once it's a once in a lifetime opportunity yeah. to be part of a project that big. I'm very nostalgic with that kind of stuff. So when I do, I mean, every time I'm down in Sonoy, I will always drive back to where the studio is and just kind of look around for a minute. Yeah, I remember, remember when I used to pull up there and they check my name on the list and Aww. and all that stuff. So yeah, it's yeah, I do miss it. It's um, yeah, it was just it was amazing. Is there uh, any character in particular that you wish? could have their own spinoff? Well, my favorite guy, and I said this during the panel out there a few minutes ago, and it, it shocked some people, but uh, I, I was a fan of Shane. Me too. Yes. Me too. Well, and the reason why yes. is because he was practical. He understood it early, and he was ready for it. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I love Rick too. You know, I, I love the character, but I think in terms of effectiveness of leadership, I think Shane would have been better suited for it than Rick. Because Shane was willing to make the hard decisions and fast. When I met John Bernthal, I said, man, they killed you off entirely too fast. And I was I was ready to see more. Yep. You know, and he, and he appreciated that. He goes, I get a lot of haters. I was like, no, I'm sure really? you do. Yeah. Man. I was like, yeah, but you also yeah. got a lot of fans, too. Oh, so, absolutely. Could you picture what it would have been like if Merle and Shane were still alive when they met Negan and the Saviors? Oh, my gosh. I don't think that, yeah. that, that skirmish would have lasted nearly as long. Oh, no. Oh, Shane would have, like... Shane and, and Merle. And between Shane and Merle, yeah. Yeah, they those, those two cats were, they were they were militarily minded in terms of tactic. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what would have been the difference. Yeah, Negan had the numbers, but, and he also had the fear factor because <laughs> everybody was scared shitless of this guy. That would have been a heavyweight fight to see. Yeah, we love the what ifs on, yeah. on Squawking Dead too. We always talk about like, what if this character has survived? How would this character and right. this character have interacted yeah, on how, screen? If how does that dynamic shift? Yeah. yeah. Those, those are really fun conversations to have, especially because we're never going to see it, right? right? So it's, it, it is all hypothetical. Sure. You know, we have no, no idea, so we get to 
Well, that's the fun part of it, that. though. Yeah. That's the fun part that you could talk about around the water cooler on Monday. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, mm-hmm. yeah, so what if this would happen? You know, so just, <laughs> and you could talk about it forever. So mm-hmm. Yeah, and you never know who's going to be right because right. it's, it's yeah. obviously not going to happen. Well, we're all right. <laughs> um, is yeah. there anything that you maybe swiped and kept for yourself from set? I do have a couple of things, but they were like things that wouldn't affect anything. I have uh, a couple of rocks from Abraham's Bloody Brain Pile. And uh, I was actually going to go get some from Glenn's, and, and uh, the PA started watching me, but I actually have it I have it in a Ziploc baggie, tagged like an evidence bag, uh-huh. the date that we filmed it, whose brain matter it oh was, my gosh. all the stuff. So yeah, I've got four rocks from it, but they're starting to fade. Like, they're no longer as crimson as they were. Sure. Um, you know, as yeah, blood does, right? Yeah, but, but I've got those, and uh, some of the little the pouches, like they filled with the tar, you know, in, when they burned up oh, the yeah, top. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was like hundreds of these things laying along the, the fence line at the hilltop. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it, it was all trash at that point. So I was essentially helping clean up. Yeah. So I got two of those. Yeah. So that, that's like the, pretty much my souvenirs. Those kind of things. I imagine they wouldn't mind at all that people took those. Because like right. you said, it's kind of like helping clean up Yeah, it's kind of like, like clean up the place yeah, and like, take care of the environment I, uh, a little bit. Just take one of these. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, they just, they, I'm sure they knew what was happening. They just really were like, mm, whatever. Right, yeah. yeah Thanks for helping us out, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so how are you feeling going into the, the finale tonight, knowing that the the mother show anyways? And right. I know we still have a long way to go with, with the spinoffs and everything, which is yeah. awesome. But there's some weight to feeling the the ending of the mother show that started it all i posted a pretty long thing about it the other day I on social media I yeah parts of me says they they maybe could have ended it a little sooner some episodes seem almost forced now like, like like they're trying to like just really like these past three episodes they're like trying to really like rush to a storyline it felt like to me maybe they could have tailored it off maybe a season or two ago but then other parts of me say no i don't want it to ever end right you know, because it has been such a huge part of, of our culture for the past, what, 11 years now? Mm-hmm. 11, 12 years, however long. I'm, I'm just so used to it, and, you know, having been, spent four years of my life out there, I'm sad to see it go. My hope is that they have a way to finish it strong, because you see so many iconic series sort of miss the mark. And I'm not going to mention any names, but there's a few that I was really angry with, yeah. because I felt like they they could have done more, and they didn't. Like, they, they kind of took an easy an easy way out. Yeah. There's been so many people that have not only worked on the show, but have also supported it, you know, like, you know, the fan base. And it's not just in the United States. It's around the oh, world. The whole world. You yeah. know, I mean, like so, some of my prints that I have out there, they are literally on almost every continent. Yeah. Yeah. That's I've so mailed them cool. out to everywhere. They're in South America. They're in Australia, New Zealand, Iceland. Oh, wow. Most of Europe. And I'm more than happy to send that stuff to them. That's awesome. You know? It really is a family around around the whole world. Yeah. I was working over overseas in 2017, uh, doing some stuff, and um, I had a layover in Rome when I was coming back to the States. And I was on Twitter at the time, and, and for some reason they had kind of like gravitated towards me because they were trying to get a walker stalker to Italy. Because okay. their closest one would have been like Germany, and that's a long ways away geographically. Yeah. I was just trying to give them information like, okay, well, here's their page, here's their general email information, stuff like that. But then I told them, I put the announcement out, I was like, listen, I have a layover in Rome on this day. Here's the hotel I'm at. If you guys would like to do a meet and greet, you know, I'd be more than happy to meet you guys and everything, and we can sit around and chat or whatever you want to do. Oh, cool. And I had about close to 20 people show up. That's that's awesome. And they did not speak very good English. Oh, no. <laughs> and, so, and I was a little worried about the language barrier, but you know what? Yeah. We figured it out. There was a young lady there. She was in college. So she was kind of like the interpreter. Okay, that's um, good. And so she could she she could get through it. I nicknamed her Taylor Swift, <laughs> you know, because she said she didn't like her. I was like, well, that's your nickname now. Oh, right. So you know, oh don't, you can't tell me stuff like that. <laughs> 
because I'm going to bust your chops. Now I don't you care are. where you're from. Now you are. <laughs> well, she just laughed at it. She was a really good sport. I had some prints left over that I had emailed to myself. So I went to a local print shop over there, had a bunch of prints printed up. And, I, you know, it wasn't like my AMC prints because right. you got to order those. But, yeah. like, you know, just my regular ones that I took, like headshots, you know, cool savior shots. I autographed those for them and gave them to them. And like they had saw on Twitter, it was my birthday, oh. like the month before. They they brought me like a couple of birthday presents. Oh my god! They made me like a happy birthday banner That's and all that so stuff. So sweet. Yeah, it, it was very very cool. And they stayed for about three three and a half hours. Wow! And we just sat there and we chatted and had the best time and we laughed and joked and I mean, it's one of those things that you can defeat a language barrier because of the fandom in that show. Absolutely. Some of them, you know, still are, are on my actor page and they say hello every once in a while and, mm -hmm. and it's just really cool to to be able to. To do that with people, so Connect with people all around the world. Yeah, that yeah, is so cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, I love this family, and it is, it is, it is. Yeah, all and they, the and they get so excited about it. I ran into two ladies in the airport in Rome, <laughs> and they kept looking at me. <laughs> and so I'm just sitting there, and I was like, okay, this is kind of, kind of weird. Well, then one of them, you know, she came up, she said, uh, "Hello, excuse," and I was like, "Hi," and she showed me a picture of the Walking Dead, logo, <laughs> and she pointed to it. I was like, "Oh, I like that show. Do you like?" And she's like, "Yeah, I like." And she's like, "No, you." I was like. Oh, hang on. And then I pulled out my shot with me and Daryl. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. And then she all of a sudden, blah, 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 to her friend. You know, she's yeah. like talking really, really fast. <laughs> well, then they asked for a picture and all that stuff. And it was, was kind of cool to get recognized out in the wild. Uh-huh. Overseas, yeah, yeah. So that not was really at a unique. convention or anything. Yeah, just I'm like, just I'm trying to get home. I'm not oh, wearing cool. anything identifying. Yep. You know, I was just wearing like regular clothes. Yeah, so. you've, you've worked on some projects since being on The Walking Dead too. Can you tell us about that? Honestly, the last thing I filmed was a sizzle trailer for a book series called Zombie Road. Okay. And that was 2020. But it was neat because the character's name is Grizz. He's a disgruntled veteran. Basically, I don't have to act anything. I'll just be myself, just and, be and, and then let's roll. <laughs> And it was so funny because the guy that authored the books, I mean, it put him to tears, like, you know, my interpretation of this character. He's like, you're it. That book series, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say it has been picked up by producers that uh, also work Z Nation. Okay. So All right. there, Very there's, cool. there's, I think, don't quote me on that 100%, so apologies if that's incorrect. <laughs> um, but it got picked up by some higher level producers, and they're, uh, from what I heard, they're not going to cast any of us. Oh, so, but that's fine, really? you know. But I am the OG Grizz, so if right. it does make it, just pick somebody awesome to fill that role. Oh man, well I, ho I hope it's you if it if something comes to that. It, it, you so know this what? This was a trailer. It, yeah, it was, it was original. Yeah, it was a sizzle trailer, and it actually turned okay. out really, really good. But other than that, I've kind of uh, just to be honest, I've taken my foot off the gas with it. The whole thing with COVID and, and mm. how restricted people have become. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to break away and go test three different times before I even step foot on set to film anything. I just, I, you know, I have a Monday through Friday job. And I just I don't have that kind of time. I don't have that flexibility anymore. So if it was like a day before or a morning off thing, yeah, then cool, let's do it. But you know, they're still following those protocols and until those ease up some, I'm I'm not really interested in pursuing. No, if somebody offers me, you know, especially independent stuff, I love independent stuff. So yeah, if somebody says, Hey, I got a you know a part for you, you're interested, yeah, let's talk about it. Awesome. You know? Yeah, talk me through it. What do we got? And if I can make it happen, then yeah, I'd I'd love to. So again it's not the end all be all. Yeah, it, yeah. exactly. So uh, but I mean like even like you know, I, I said in my post, if I never do anything else again, I've, in my mind I've made it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Because I came from a very small town and, and at the time it's grown a lot now, but you know, just there's really nothing like that going on there, so it's kind of a cool thing to be a part of it. So. How did you become part of the Walking Dead cast? Okay, so I did the Rob Zombie thing in 2015. It was like a crowdsourced thing that he did, so I participated. I invested in, you know, bucket list item. Never thought I'd be able to do anything. Opportunity. I'm a huge fan of his music and his movies. Oh, yeah. No brainer. Let's do it. So several months later was Walker Stalker. 
and uh, Lou Temple was there. Well, Lou was in 31 also. He and I didn't shoot a scene together, but I've known Lou since like 2013. I met him in a horror con up in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. So I went to his table and I saw him, and you know, he had already known that I, I was like working 31 because you know, we exchanged like emails and stuff every once in a while. So I'm standing in line, you know, and I, you know, with my family and stuff, and I was like, hey, you know, he saw me out there. He was like, hey, dude, get out of that line, come up here. And so there's like 15 people in front of me, so I felt kind of weird. And I was like, hey, I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry. And, and, and he, said, he tells him, he's like, he and I are in 31 together. And then immediately, oh, they're cool. You know, people started like breaking out cameras and stuff. And, and we're just kind of like talking about filming the, you know, the, the movie and stuff like that. I said, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm bucking really hard to try to get on Walking Dead. And he's, he's like, well, talk to those people. Talk to, you know, he was giving me these different names and stuff. Well, then Travis Love was there as a guest as well. He was the other uh, henchman of the governor, not Martinez. Like the short dreads, he was, he was the big, oh, okay. mostly dude okay, with okay. the 50 cal in the back of the... Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yep. Yep. yeah, yeah. So I went over and I talked to him. And, uh, you know, we, we had become friends, you know, from a couple of years before at a convention I met him at. And I told him the same. I was like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm bucking really hard to get on the walking dead. He goes, well, I used to work with those cats that cast for that. And he goes, and they've got a table set up right over there. He's like, come on, let's go. So he walked over there with me and introduced me. He's like, hey, if you can get my dude here, you know, something. Yeah. Then, you know, maybe hook him up. He's a good guy and all stuff. You know, he really, he really vouched yeah. for me. And I really appreciate that to this day. So thank you, Trap Love. You're awesome. <laughs> that was on a Sunday. I went and I filmed with Vampire Diaries on Tuesday. I got to the hotel here in Covington. I was like exhausted, but I was like, let me email these guys because I had submitted a whole bunch of times. Mm -hmm. But I actually mentioned the guys that I, I met by name. Yeah. I was like, you know, it was a pleasure meeting you. Again, I'm still very interested in working with you one of these days. Here's my pictures again, you know, as a refresher. So I was like, all right, cool, sent. So then fast forward to Thursday of the same week, and it's like almost midnight. And I'm sitting there on, the, on my laptop doing something. I get this email. <laughs> and it, and it, yeah, and it's, it's from the casting folks. And they were like, okay, so hey, how's it going? We showed production your pictures. They really like your look. Are you available for this date? I can't remember the name. They said they didn't say Saviors, but it was like Green Boots Crew or something like okay, that. Okay, all right. So they gave it like a cheesy little, yeah. like, you know, kind of cover <laughs> yeah. type thing. Like, can you be available on this date? And I was like, hell yes, I can. I felt like uh, that dude in the movie Rudy when he finally got into Notre Dame. <laughs> I, I literally, I shed tears. I was like, oh. you know, I was like, I finally made it, you know. That's awesome. But I was expecting maybe one episode, you know, cannon fodder because they were killing a lot of these guys off. I was like, cool, you know what, no problem. I can go and say I was a part of it. That's neat. Yeah. Well, I got out there and, um, you know, we did a, a daytime shoot. It was that giant roadblock they hit, the last one before... Um, they were trying to get to Hilltop when yep. Maggie was having problems. Yep. I was the leader of that roadblock. Oh. They didn't zoom in on us, but you could see the patch in my beard. Oh, when yeah. they, you know, and then Abraham's like, Rick, you know, and he comes up and looks, and all of us are spread across the road. Yeah, I'm dead center with an right AK-47. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it was it was cool, you know, and uh, um, I was like, well, this is neat. They, they gave me some front and center yeah. kind of stuff. This is really awesome. But then we went out for the night shoot to start shooting the introduction for Negan out mm -hmm. there at the RV. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm out there. I, again, I wasn't expecting anything. And they come around and they started hand-selecting people. And they were like, we need a big guy on Abraham, so you come with us. And they singled me out again. I freaked because <laughs> I get we, well, they, they walk us from you know base camp down to the site, and everybody's out there. Rick's out there, Glenn's out there, Abraham's oh out there, gosh. Sasha's out there. They they are all literally there. It's like your TV wrapped around you. Uh huh. And I'm sitting oh there. I was gosh. like, I can't believe I'm doing this shit. And I got so nervous. Oh. I did. I was like, oh my god. Well then, <laughs> you know, they they were like introducing us to who we were going to be paired up on. So of course, Cutlets comes up. Hey man, how you doing? 
and introduced himself and everything. It was so cold out there, but I had to take his nine mil and his knife from him. <laughs> and I didn't have gloves on, so I was starting to like really get cold and like lose dexterity. And like one of the snaps was like rusted. Oh no! So it was a real pain in the ass to try to like get off. And after about the third time I struggled, you could tell he was not real pleased with my performance. Oh boy! So I was like, "Is there any way we can kind of like rig this uh -huh. to where I could just you know get it and, and get off you?" Yeah. Type stuff. He goes, "We can try, but I'm running before that, so I might oh. lose it." So we kind of, kind of like you know finagled a way to, to keep it in there. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, that worked fine. And once I got comfortable with it, because we had to shoot it over and over and over. And at one point, I got nose to nose with him because they said, intimidate. Okay. They yeah. said, intimidate. You know, we need a big guy on this dude, so mm -hmm. you need to muscle him. I was like, all right. So once I took his stuff out, I mean, I got nose to nose with him. And then I threw his knife. I was like, I wish they would have shown that that oh that, that head to head. Yeah. Because he did. I mean, he's looking at me. And I mean, he looked, you know, he portrayed it very, very well. Like, oh, boy. You know, oh, like, 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 yeah, awesome like, like we're, we're yes. in deep shit here. So Greg had walked around and picked out like five of us at night and said, we need core faces for this group. Can you guys be available for the next couple of seasons as we need you? And so, of like, course, yes. I was like, hell yeah. I don't know what my real job's going to say, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> but I didn't tell him that. All I said was yes. Yep. Yep. I'll and figure the rest out later. <laughs> yeah. And I ended up staying all the way until, you know, just over halfway through season 10 and, and roughly 25 episodes. So. Yeah. Oh, oh, and I remember your last episode too. Yeah, oh, yeah. seeing you on screen, and I'm just oh my gosh. And and we had met by then too, yeah. so I saw you on screen, and I'm like, yeah. oh no, William. Yeah, if you're gonna go out, go out in the blaze of glory, Absolutely. which I got. And one thing, because people mention it all the time, hey, we looked at your IMDb. You've only got this episodes listed. All the ones I can be seen in are the ones that I list. Okay. I can work an episode, but if I'm not seen, I don't list it. Okay. You know, that's just... In, like, it, the that, final cut? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, right. like, I, I like, if I work the episode, but for some reason, if you can't see me, if they got me working, like, deep background or something like that, I don't put that on there because it's kind of a waste of time. 25 episodes total, but I think I've got, like, 18 or 19 listed. So. That's still... That's, that's a pretty, that's pretty decent record. That's still a decent number. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not bad. good number. And my, mine's zero, so... <laughs> well, you know what? Hey, you know what? You've got 18 or 19 by, by proxy. Oh, there we go. You, you, you have an honorary. 18 or 19 episodes. That's right. awesome. Do you have a favorite character on the show? I talked about Shane earlier. Yeah. You know, he was, yep. but I mean, like, uh, for later, I really love how savage Rick became. Like, when he bit that dude's neck out. Oh, my gosh. I was just like, scenes. I was like, dude, I was like, he is gone feral. Yeah. And I loved it, though. I mean, you, you like, he became what Shane was already almost at. Yes. Yeah. So essentially, Rick kind of became Shane. Yeah. You know, and I love that. Shane was just already there, right? <laughs> yeah, Shane was, he just kind of like laid the groundwork yep, for it. Yep. So just working with Andy, I mean, like that guy, especially when you're trying to learn the industry, I, I got into it really late. I was in my early 40s when I first started. So, you know, there's a lot of catching up to do if you want to do anything serious with it or any kind of pursuit. But you have a guy, a classically trained British actor, that has given you an expo demo on how to do this stuff. And you're getting to work with him 12, 14, 15 hours a day. You're seeing this guy just putting it all out there. That is his set. Yeah. You you know that that is he is he is the chief of that that whole situation. Seeing him that way makes you want to step your game up. How do I complement that energy? How do I meet that energy? You want it to be the very best it can be. My second to last episode when we, we were uh, fighting whispers when they burned down Hilltop. I'm out there and, and, and it's uh, Carrie. Uh, Kari Payton and I shoulder to shoulder and at one point you know when they started doing that camera scene where they're backing through us and it's showing us all getting hit with the tar and mm -hmm. stuff 
I'm sitting out there and I'm starting to get spun up because I've got stunt walkers on my shield and they're like trying to grab me, trying to grab it, and they're coming for me. And I told them, I was like, if you can rip it out of my hands, if you can, if you can break it, if you can get hold of me, let's do that. And they're yeah. like, all right, man. <laughs> they're like, we're ready. Yeah, and, they, and they're scrappy. They were scrappy. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm starting to get like fired up and, and he looks at me. He's like, if they're going to put that camera in your face for two seconds, you better tell a hell of a story in that two seconds. Yeah. And he's like, so bring it. And then he hits me in the chest and tears started rolling. Oh. I started like Hulk raging. Oh, man. Yeah, because at one point on one of those takes, I was one hand and one knee on the ground. Shield was up and I had like five of these cats on top of that shield. Oh, man. So, and then the, and they and they had told me later on, they was like, yeah, don't go to a knee. You know, we need you to stay upright. Okay. They're like, it looks badass, but, you know, we need you to stay upright just for the, the dynamic. And I was like, yeah, no problem. And then the whole thing where uh, uh, he took my sledgehammer. Yep. That was not scripted. Oh! Like, like after he lost his swords, after about the third take, he goes, I have no weapon. <laughs> and he's like, are they going to let you use your hammer at all? I was like, they are not. They want me to stay a shield. He's like, you want to do something cool? And I was like, sure. He goes, you mind if I borrow your hammer? I was like, not at all. So on the next take, you know, we're out there getting freaking spun up and... uh Yep, sure enough, he freaking loses his swords, he glances, he glances again, and he freaking yanks it off my back, starts beating it. And I think it was Mikey directing it. He was going nuts over there. Oh, I mean, I you bet. could, he's like, oh, you know, F yes, you know. I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, it's a cheers over there. Like, he yeah. is so excited. So we kept it, and it ended up making that final yes, cut. Yeah, yeah. But that, that was something that, that, that he and I had just come up with, just, just talking. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, on that second night, uh, we're just kind of standing around out there, and he goes, he pulls his phone out, he's like, hey, big man, come here real quick. I was like, hey, what's up, boss? He's like, you mind if I get a selfie with you? I was like, no, not at all. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, we got to document this stuff, man. This is like the war. And I was like, yeah. Then I asked him for a copy of it. He goes, I can't, I can't share it right now, but you know, like, like I'll, I'll post it out, and you're free to grab, grab it, it or yeah. whatever. And uh, yeah, Jerry's behind us with the story. He's making that <laughs> crazy face. So it's just us three. That's awesome. You know, so I got it printed up, hanging on my wall, and, and all that so stuff. Awesome. So, and what's crazy too, that formation that marched out to the to the line there mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. at Hilltop. We actually did a like an eight-hour practice for that wow. a couple of days prior. Well, what's interesting is essentially it's a drill movement, like a military formation. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I spent four years as a military training instructor in the Air Force, which is a drill sergeant, and that's all I taught. You know, well, I mean, aside from some of the other classes and stuff, and like how to set up their dorm and all that, but as far as like drill movements and flanking and all that stuff. I literally taught that for four years. Wow. So the PAs are up there and they're trying to explain it. And they were kind of struggling a little bit. You're and like, so we, no, well, when we took a break and I walked over to them, I was like, guys, do you mind if I jump in and help you out with this? Because, and I explained to them my resume. Yep, yep. And they were like, absolutely. And I was like, all right. So then I kind of, you know, I'm in the formation, but I'm also coaching as we're doing. I was like, no, you need to like dress to your right on this, you know, to the center, you know, because of how they're wanting to keep us together. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I mean, and we did, we tuned it up. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of people that don't know anything about that stuff. So, you know, but they got it down pretty good. I mean, then you saw the final result. That was pretty, pretty awesome that they allowed me the opportunity to do so. Sharing your talents on set and, yeah. and helping out. I think that's awesome. Yeah. You well, know, for, for, you know, what made for a better story. It looked better on screen because of it. I had a couple of veterans in the group, though, and they were like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Well, they weren't drills like I was. Mm -hmm. They weren't a drill sergeant like I was, so I was able to to give them that. Yeah. I was like, dudes, I went through a whole lot of school to learn how to teach this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, you know, so here, let me help you out with this. And they were they were gracious enough to let me do so, so I did. Yeah. It's one thing to follow direction. It's completely different to give direction. Yeah, well, yeah. It, and, and I did. I had to break it down Barney style. Sure, Just like sure. I would a bunch of trainees that have never touched this stuff before. Yeah. So, and that's what I did. And I was like, okay, so here, here's what we're doing. This is what the, the look that they're looking for. And 
uh, and this is how you achieve that look. You know, getting them all to step off on the left foot together was was a task all in <laughs> of itself. So, uh, but once we all got that, you know, it started looking you know pretty decent. So. Is there a show um, or a movie? Because I, I feel like that you know kind of kind of throw both of those in there. A show or a movie that you love? You know, the way this family just loves The Walking Dead. Any anything that you can just watch over and over and just feel that connection to. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. High Plains Drifter. Okay. Clint, Hi, Clint. Clint Eastwood movie, 1973. It was his very first directing gig, and it was his lowest budget gig. Oh, okay. Yep, and uh, that guy was a hardcore individual. Yeah. So I love Clint Eastwood stuff, and I, I love westerns and horror. But I mean, they're like, they're they're neck and neck to yeah. me. I, I can I can sit down and watch either or, and and I'm perfectly content. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think High Plains Drifter. It's just a really good revenge story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you have an opportunity one of these days, check it out. Um, anything in particular that was that was challenging for you? Anything you had to overcome on set? A lot of scenes I had to run. A lot. The scene where we were captured at the satellite dishes and then they were marching us down the highway. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was in the element with Josh Michael. And he's jawing at Morgan. He's mm-hmm. talking trash at Morgan. Then the walkers come tumbling down the hill. I remember seeing you right, yeah, right and, in and, screen. Yeah, yeah. And they haul ass. Yeah. Well, I'm at the tail end of that of that that line Mm -hmm. and that was a pretty far sprint and we were having to to book it and the guy in front of me kept slowing down and i was like dude i'm about to run you over (laughs) and i'm not you know i'm sorry i'm not breaking any land speed records i'm not going to try to race an ostrich or a cheetah (laughs) so (laughs) you know if he's getting in my way and i mean he was in good shape i was like dude you gotta move your ass because i'm about to i'm about to stampede you and then we hit like this spot of clay and it got real slick so You know, I kind of I almost ate, ate it on that at one point, but when we... And you guys were really attached, right? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we, we were chained so together. So if one goes down, everybody's yeah, every, going down. Yeah, everybody's going down. Yeah, we yeah. were all hooked together. Oh, my around gosh. Around the waist and around the wrist. Jeez. So, and we, we were chained together for like three days. <laughs> oh, my Two or three days. <laughs> and, you know, I love Josh oh Michael because he really, like, you know, when when that camera's on, he will he will bring it out of you. Yeah. Because, he, you know, he, he, he does that. That's yeah. his, his character demeanor. He talks shit. Mm-hmm. And at one point, we're running through the woods, and he kept screaming at me, Come on, dead weight, hurry up, you fucking anchor. <laughs> and I was like, it's the dude in front of me that you're referring <laughs> right. to. But I was like, okay, if that's a nickname out here, then I'm going to make it stick. And I sign all my pictures, anchor in quotes at the bottom. <laughs> and that's a Josh Michaelism that, that he tagged me with. Oh, that's awesome. So I was like, I'll take it. When Morgan shot, Greg wanted me to be the one that got clipped. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I need you to, to, to do a very um, exaggerated limp like you've been you've been winged by that bullet mm-hmm. and they were going to like cut my pants and do some blood work on it and stuff like that. So we're doing it for a couple of takes and he's like, I need more. So I'm looking around and I was like, I'm going to put something in my boot to, to force me to learn. Oh, yeah. So one of those little gumball spiky things I found on the ground and I dropped that in my boot. Ooh, oh my and so gosh. That's I'm, commitment. Yeah. Well, I'm hobbling hard and Josh actually talked about that on an interview. Uh-huh. He's like, I think it actually like tore his foot up a little bit and it did. Oh you know, my gosh. There was a little bit of a blister going on there, but it was funny because, you know, I'm running with this thing, and I, was, and I asked Greg, I was like, is this good? He's like, yes, much better. I was like, all right, cool, because this really hurts. Well, then, I'm in real pain here. Well, then he turned around and changed his mind. He's like, no, I want the shot to be in the middle of the of the line. So then I take this thing out of my boot, and now I really am limping because I brought my foot up on the spot. You really hurt yourself. I was like, yeah, really, can you shoot me at this point? Because I was like, I, I'm committed now. We're done. It was physically challenging just because of how much running. And at one point, we were going so fast. I mean, we looked like centipede cruising through the trees. And Greg's like, you guys are going to have to slow down. You know, they're like, y'all are like absolutely hauling ass. Mm-hmm. And we were. We Supposed were, to be though, right? Yeah, we were on the yeah. move. But yeah, so they want some some chaos created. So one of the guys in the middle of the line like fell down. So we're all like trying to get him up, you know, and yeah. all this stuff. And 
Yeah, well, you saw you saw yep. the whole melee yep. with that and yep. everything. But yeah, that's kind of challenging, especially for a, a bigger dude. You know, I, I look, I'm not a track star. <laughs> you know, so when you're having me run, you know, essentially wind sprints for 100 plus yards, you yep. know, 13, 14 times. Yeah. You know, it gets, it gets to be a little much, but you know what? You're out there and you're like, this is going to be so badass when it films. You kind of ignore it. You know? Push through. Yeah, you just yep. push through. You know, yep. you know, you're huffing and puffing like the big bad wolf, <laughs> but you know, all right, just give me a swig of water and I'll be good. So. Yeah. And that was yep. a lot of what it was. Just you know, several scenes, a lot of running, um, and plus the ground is so uneven, and plus I was in boots and stuff like that. So, you know, just, you know, it, it definitely creates some some yeah. real life challenges when yeah. you're doing it over and over and over. Then you factor in the heat. Yes, on so, top of everything, yeah. it's hot. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, everybody, even the skinny people were sweating like crazy. So. I, <laughs> You know, you know, people are like, oh, it's because you're a big old, you know, dude. No, 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 no the skinny ones, the skinny ones were suffering too. So it's, it's tough out there, and like you said, the uneven ground. Like I think yeah. that's probably the the most, um, the 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 one thing that people always talk about, the biggest challenge, the heat, the uneven ground, the running, the constant the bugs, running. There's a lot of bugs. There's a lot oh, of everything. Bugs. You know, yeah. so. But that's what makes it so authentic. You know, there's no method acting there. You truly are miserable. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so embrace it. Embrace yeah. the misery. Thank you for listening, and we really, really hope you enjoyed this wonderful conversation with William Bell. Thus concludes the last interview we recorded at That's My Viewing Party, the Walking Dead series finale viewing party in Covington, Georgia. If you'd like to, and you are able to support us, you can get the entire unedited stream of interviews that we recorded during That's My Viewing Party including William Bell, Chris Twelman, a.k.a. German Abraham, and Carrie Genzel, who played Auditor Clark on The Walking Dead. You can either buy us a coffee at ko-fi.com slash walkingdead, which will give you 30 days of supported back content, or you can join a membership tier for as little as a dollar to get access to that unedited stream of recordings. That being said, I'd like to thank, as we always do after our interviews and episodes, our upper tier members, the Whispers and Survivors tier members. They too have received access to the unedited stream of interviews that we recorded at That's My Viewing Party. And they are the following at Real Ryan GM on Twitter, at Aliza Jones 71 on Instagram, or at Jones AJ6 on Twitter, and Linda Peck Athens, aka FanArtLindy, who you can reach at ko-fi.com slash fanartlindy, and on to our Whispers tier members, at Judith.Morton on Instagram, Aiden Atkin, who you can reach at ko-fi.com slash Aiden Atkin, at Tyler Phillip Cox on both Instagram and Twitter, at Sandy.D.Morrison on Facebook, at J13Voorhees on Instagram and Twitter, and at Tashiyama on Twitter. Twitter or newbaby420 on Instagram. Thank you again. Stay tuned for our podcast covering The Last of Us's series finale. We live streamed it earlier this week and we will be publishing the audio shortly. And if you're really sly and you decided to join a membership tier on either Kofi or Patreon, you will have some insights on what we may or may not be recording next while we wait for both Fear the Walking Dead's final season premiere as well as The Walking Dead Dead City premiere. And in the meantime, remember, we are Squawking Dead.